Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. You need a stable personality. You need a temperament that neither derives great pleasure from being with the crowd or against the crowd. Oh my gosh, he's so right on that. Of course he's right, he's Warren Buffett. But yeah, like trading itself is not that hard. It's the mental game of trading and investing that is where people really can go wrong when they don't understand the game between their ears. Um, oh wow, that, that's some pretty good insight there. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special lesson for you. I'm putting it here on the podcast because I really believe that this is going to provide you massive, massive value. And that's what I'm trying to do here. And hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Markets are people. People are predictable. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 so you can get access to right now at O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we are going to be working on a new series. Uh, I found this really great YouTube channel that has um, speeches from some of the most successful investors ever. And um, we're going to be running those and basically giving you some commentary over those because that's when it makes it for use. Uh, not, it's fair use by YouTube's terms if you give commentary over these. So I'm going to uh, play the video and give you my perspective. Um, of course, now, these are like the most famous hedge fund managers and everything else in the world. Um, so what I have to say is uh, it, it, it's like a grain of rice uh, or a grain of sand versus like the... Uh, the all this all the beaches in the world in comparison on the the knowledge front but i'll do what i can <laughs> to go along with it but these commentary videos did really well and I, I i i found a ton more and i think it's really great to have these conversations so uh this one today is called warren buffett's most iconic interview ever so let's give it a shot now i'm watching this cold so i'll stop it as we go and just kind of give my opinion secular approach who have also been very successful let's take warren buffett of omaha nebraska if you had put $10,000 in 1965 into his company, Berkshire Hathaway, you would have one million today. Warren was a chapter in my 1972 book, Super Money, so I've known him a long time. He learned his trade with Ben Graham, the original dean of security analysis at Columbia University. I don't think Warren has ever been on television until this interview, and he has certainly never courted publicity, but recently he got a lot of it when he emerged as the key figure in the takeover of ABC by Capital Cities. Warren will be the largest shareholder of the new company, and his own net worth is now far in excess of $500 million. 
But when I spoke with him last fall in his office in Omaha, he very characteristically made his investment style seem so perfectly simple. The first rule on investment is don't lose. And the second... Okay, I got this far originally. Uh, what are Warren Buffett's two rules? It's um, number one, never lose money. Number two, always do rule number one. Um, listen, I don't have the luxury, or I may, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say, I don't have the luxury of holding something for 70 years to see if it goes in my direction. But if you don't take the loss, uh, funny story. Okay, I heard somebody say one time, obviously it was a joke, like on Twitter. They were saying, uh, if you never sell, then it's never a loss. And uh, sure, I I can agree with the logic there. It's not a uh, a uh, a booked loss or a realized loss. That's the word. Uh, but you you still lost on the trade. So, anyways, let's get back to what Warren says. General investment is don't forget the first rule, and that's all the rules there are. I mean, that uh, if you buy things for far below what they're worth, and you buy a group of them, you basically don't lose money. Warren, what do you? So buy a group of things below what they're worth, and you don't lose money. That makes sense. Consider the most important quality for an investment manager. It's a temperamental quality, not an intellectual quality. You, you don't need tons of IQ in this business. I mean, you have to have enough IQ to get from here to downtown Omaha, but uh, but uh, you do not have to be able to play three-dimensional chess or, or be in the top leagues in terms of bridge playing or something of the sort. Uh, you need a stable personality. You need a temperament that neither derives great pleasure from being with the crowd or against the crowd. Oh my gosh, he's so right on that. Of course he's right, he's Warren Buffett. But yeah, like trading itself is not that hard. It's the mental game of trading and investing that is where people really can go wrong when they don't understand the game between their ears. Um, oh, wow. That, that's some pretty good insight there. Because this is not a business where you take polls. It's a business where you think. And Ben Graham would say that you're not right or wrong because a thousand people agree with you. And you're not right or wrong because a thousand people disagree with you. You're right because your facts and your reasoning are right. We're on Mm. And in the age of social media, that's so true because you can literally take any ticker symbol, put a dollar in front of it and say like dollar JPM, dollar Apple, dollar Citibank, dollar Netflix. And you can get a thousand people's opinions like what he's talking about there. And half of them are going to be right and half of them are going to be wrong. And half agree with you and half don't agree with you. Um, so yeah, you do have to think for yourself. That's some good stuff. What do you do that's different than 90% of the money managers who are in the market? Certainly most of the professional investors focus on what the stock is likely to do in the next year or two. And they have all kinds of all kinds of uh, uh, arcane uh, uh, methods of, of, of approaching that, but uh, uh, they do not really think of themselves as owning a piece of a business. But the real test of whether you're investing from a value standpoint or not is whether uh, you care whether the stock market is open tomorrow. Uh, if you're making a good investment in a security, it shouldn't bother you if they close down the stock market for five years. All the mm, I've actually heard that quote from him before. Um, basically, he's saying that if you are a long-term investor, you don't have to look at anything because you're holding it for the long term. And that, that's what he's trying to get across here. Whereas like, I'm interested in looking at uh, moving averages and crossovers and things like that. Um, if you are, you know, an investor by his standards, then you don't care about anything about the price. You just expect in the future, it's going to go up. The ticker tells me is the price. And I can look at the price occasionally to see whether the price is outlandishly cheap or outlandishly high. But, but, Prices don't tell me anything about a business. Business, uh, business figures themselves tell me something about a business, but the price of a stock doesn't tell me anything about a business. I would rather value a stock or a business first and not even know the price so that I'm not influenced by the price in establishing my valuation and then look at the price later to see whether it's way out of line with what my value is. 
Mm, interesting. So I take the complete opposite approach. Now, granted, I don't have anywhere as sort of the success that he does. But to me, I don't really care about the the cash flow statements, uh, you know, the the financial statements, anything that has to do with the business aspect. I just want to see the price going from what it is today to a higher price tomorrow or vice versa. Um, but what he's saying is he, he doesn't care about that at all. He cares about the other end of it. Does the business make sense to be a investor in? Does it make sense that you want to be an owner of this business? That makes sense. So Buffett chose to stay. You know, it, it would be like if you went to, um, you know, let's say you lived in a small town and there happened to be a, uh, a business for sale, right? The business for sale today isn't going to have a stock price on it, right? Let's say it's like Jimbo's Feed Store or something like that. I, I mean, we're looking at some uh, corn here or whatever. So Jimbo's Feed Store, uh, you're not going to be able to evaluate that based on the price of the stock because it doesn't have that. But you can evaluate it based on the value of the business. And that's where he's kind of going here. In this world, Omaha, Nebraska, where corn grows just minutes from downtown. Now, Omaha is a nice town, but nobody claims it's a world financial center. Here, the only thundering herd is actually on four feet. Don't you find Omaha a little bit off the beaten track for the investment world? Well, believe it or not, uh, we get mail here, and uh, we get periodicals, and we get all the facts needed to make decisions. And unlike Wall Street, you'll notice we don't have 50 people coming up and whispering in our ear that we should be doing this or that this afternoon. You appreciate the lack of stimulation I like, here? I, I like the lack of stimulation. We get facts, not stimulation here. <laughs> How can you... We get facts, not stimulation. That makes a lot of sense. And he cares about the facts. He cares about the uh, the business internals and how it would run going forward. Stay away from Wall Street. Well, if I were on Wall Street, I'd probably be a, a lot poorer. At, uh, <laughs> uh, you get overstimulated in Wall Street. And uh, uh, you hear lots of things. And, and you, you may you may shorten your focus. And a short focus uh, is not conducive to, uh, to long profits. And uh, here I can just focus on what businesses are worth. And I don't need to be... Uh, in Washington to figure out what the Washington Post uh, newspaper is worth, and I don't need to be in New York to figure out what uh, some that other company sense. is worth. It's, it's, it's simply, it's an intellectual process. Well, and, and the less the less static there is in that intellectual process, really the better off you are. What is the intellectual process? The intellectual process is, is defining your level, defining your area of competence in valuing businesses, and then within that area of competence, finding whatever sells at the, at, at the cheapest price in relation to value. And there are all kinds of things I'm not competent to value, but what? there are a few that I am confident to value. Have you ever bought it? There's a, we had a guest on, his name is Tobias Carlisle. And that's kind of what he talks about is, is finding the value of the business, finding the value of Jimbo's feed yard um, versus what the price of the stock is. And if it's underpriced, then it's a good buy. Huh. Are a technology company? No, I really haven't. In 30 years of investing, not one? I haven't understood any of them. <laughs> so you haven't ever owned, for example, IBM? Never owned IBM. Great, Marvelous great. company. I mean, a sensational company, but I haven't owned IBM. And so here is this uh, technological revolution going on, and you're not going to be it's a participant. Gone right past me. Is that all right with you? It's okay with me. Yeah. I don't have. To, I don't have to make money in every game. I mean, I don't know what cocoa beans are going to do. I don't. You know, I, there are all kinds of things I don't know about, and that may be too bad. But uh, you know, why should I know all about them? I haven't worked that hard on them. In securities business. So going to the cocoa beans analogy, he's saying like he's not going to go trade futures on cocoa beans or trade futures on corn or anything like that because that's not his thing. That's not his specialty. And you know you've got to find a specialty that works for you. And Warren just happens to be value investing and looking at what the business is worth uh, internally based on his metrics, and then seeing if it's above or below that assigned price that he has. You literally every day have thousands of the major American corporations offered to you uh, at a price and a price that changes daily. 
and you don't have to make any decisions. You have to make uh, nothing is forced upon you. So you there are no called strikes in the business. The pitcher just stands there and throws balls at you. And uh, if you're playing real baseball and it's between the knees and the shoulders, you either swing or you get a strike call. And if you get too many calls, and you're out. In the securities business, you sit there and they throw uh, U.S. Steel at 25, and they throw General Motors at 68, and you don't have to swing at any of them. They may be wonderful pitches to swing at, but if you don't know enough, you don't have to swing. And you can That's sit true. there and watch thousands of pitches, and finally you get one right there where you want it, something that you understand, and then you swing. And uh, So you might not swing for six months. You might not swing for two years. Isn't that boring? It would it would bore most people, and, and certainly boredom is a... Is a is a problem with most professional money managers if they oh, okay he's got several points here uh yes he's saying wait for the right pitch to throw i'm a huge advocate of that don't take the trade unless it's totally set up in what you would want to put on uh, but number two you can be bored being bored is okay being bored is a successful investor and trader because you're not excited in a way that um you weren't planned for right if you were excited in a way you weren't planned for then you might make choices that you hadn't planned for uh, but boring can actually be a good thing. If they if they try to sit out an inning or two, not only do they get somewhat antsy, but their clients will start yelling, they'll start yelling, "Swing you bum!" You know, from the from the stands, and that's very tough for people to do. Warren, your your approach seems so simple. Why doesn't everybody do it? Well, I think partly because it is so simple that uh, the academics, for example, focus on on. Uh, um, all kinds of variables. Partly uh, by because academics, you mean uh, professors of right, finance? Yeah, the, the data is there. In business school? Sure, the, and the data is there. So they focus on whether if you buy stocks on Tuesday and sell them on Friday, you're better off, or if you buy them in election years uh, and sell them in other years, you're better off, or if you buy small companies. There are all these variables because the data are there. And, and they've learned how to manipulate data. And as a friend of mine says, to a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And once you have these skills, you just are, are, are dying to, uh, uh, to utilize them in some way. But they aren't important. Uh, if I were being asked to participate in a business opportunity, would it make any difference to me whether I bought it on a Tuesday or a Saturday or an election year or something? It's not what a businessman thinks about in buying businesses. So why think about it when buying stocks? Because stocks are just pieces of businesses. Hmm. Interesting. So let's recap what Warren talked about here. The, the successful investor should find what a company is valued at. Jimbo's Green Lot. What is it valued at internally? What is the worth of the business? Then go out, buy when the price is below that worth, the price of the shares is below that worth. Hold with the intention that if they close the market tomorrow and opened it five years from now, you would still plan on holding your position and then basically hold until you die. <laughs> I, I don't know his sell criteria, but that was certainly his uh, his buying criteria. So interesting. Like I say, uh, we're going to be going through a bunch of these. A lot of these are uh, investor focused and less trader focused, but I find them interesting and they're worth talking about. And obviously these guys know what they're doing and we can all learn from this. So, hey, if you like this, make sure you share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with somebody that needs to know this and uh, make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications that way you never miss any of the tools tips and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter and i'll see you in the next episode okay so what'd you think that was pretty incredible right now if you like that that's only a taste only a sample of what you're going to find in the full ai stock trading system and i really highly encourage you to go and check this out obviously you are interested in learning and how to trade and that's why you're listening to this podcast now i'm going to take and download my entire trading system that i use day in and day out onto you <laughs> and the only way i'm going to be able to do that is over at the ai stock trading system.com you're going to get 
phase one, two, and three, several bonuses, and on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timandstocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.